Hey, BSN fans, your favorite Colorado Sports Network has partnered with your favorite Colorado beer, and we're giving them away for free. But in true BSN fashion, we're not letting you go to some major chain for it. We want you to go to your local neighborhood bar and support a real Colorado business. That's why we've created the bar page, where any BSN subscriber can go in and get a free beer whenever they want. Just go to bsnbars.com, and you can get one free Coors Banquet at any bar on that list. All you have to do is show the bartender the VIP image on that page in your browser, and you can retrieve a free Coors Banquet beer at any of those bars. There are over 20 bars there. You're sure to find one close to you. It's bsnbars.com. Find a bar and get a free Coors Banquet on the house. Thanks for listening to the BSN Denver Podcast Network. Welcome in to the BSN Nuggets podcast presented by In We Go. Joined by a special guest, Mason Plumlee. I thought he was going to knock that ref out in LA. <laughs> Coaches will get testy with officials, but to run out onto the court and yeah. cut him off, yeah. I've never seen that before. You should have taken a charge on him. That <laughs> A special guest, Darrell Arthur. When did you first realize Nicole Jokic was good? He was in Philadelphia for Jameer's kind of like team bonding thing, and I knew it right away that he was going to be good. He was making great passes and good reads and stuff like that, and I said, this kid's going to be good. He's turned out to be a star. He has a great upside to him, and I know he'll be a Hall of Famer once he's done playing. And now, here's your hosts, Harrison Wind and Christian Clark. Welcome to the BSN Nuggets podcast. Harrison Wynn and Christian Clark here. We are presented today by Total Beverage. Right now for a limited time at Total Beverage, they have an exclusive deal going on for BSN listeners. You guys can get $10 off a $50 purchase or more on their website and app by using the promo code BSN10. That's BSN10. So again, if you use that promo code BSN10, you can save $10 off a $50 purchase or more on their website and app for all your holiday parties and have it delivered right to your door. Of course, Total Beverage makes it super convenient so you can have all your liquor, wine, beer, spirits delivered to your house, your apartment, your office, wherever you are, anywhere in the North Metro area from Wheat Ridge to Erie. So make sure to check those guys out at Total Beverage. Here's what we got on today's show. Christian, we could talk about two things. We could talk about the Anthony Davis sweepstakes, which I'm sure most of our listeners want us to talk about. Or we could talk about Jared Vanderbilt's opening night in the G League. Are you sure our listeners don't want to hear more about Jared Vanderbilt? Actually, yeah, the second I said that, I maybe should have taken it back because, I mean, Jared Vanderbilt tonight, I'll just start talking about it. 11 points, 12 rebounds, 3 steals in just 18 minutes. A double-double. Should we have expected anything less? Is Jared Vanderbilt the most hyped, I guess, locally second-round pick ever? Like, everybody is, like... On the Jared Vanderbilt bandwagon. And for good reason. He's legitimate. He is legit. I can tell you that now, and it's not even because of this one G League game, although it certainly helps. He looks so good. He looks so good in this G League game. I don't want to get you guys too excited because I don't think he's going to contribute much for the Nuggets this year. He's going to rack up a ton of double-doubles in the G League, but man, he could be a legit piece for this team down the road. I saw one of the dudes who writes for the Stepien say the other day that there's a chance that Jared Vanderbilt, if he was drafted in this summer's draft, could be the second best player behind <laughs> Zion Williamson. I could see it. I mean, this draft here, we'll talk about it a little bit when we get into the Anthony Davis discussion, but this upcoming draft is really weak outside the top three, the top four, I believe, just from talking to people who study the college game a lot closer than me. 
And look, Jared Vanderbilt probably would have been a top 20 pick last year if he wasn't hurt. Well, if, okay. I might sound crazy, but if you were starting a team from scratch, would you rather have Jared Vanderbilt or R.J. Barrett? Um, Potentially Barrett. Probably Barrett. Yeah, yeah, probably Barrett, but I would have to think about it, actually. Yeah, pretty easily Barrett, I'd say. I mean, I don't know, man. Barrett's a, you know, Barrett's a bona fide number one option. Oh, he's a number one option? He's going to shoot 39%? 39%? What do you mean? Uh, he can't score the basketball efficiently. That's what I mean. I mean, I think he'll be able to in the pros. Uh, I, I think he's be a better pro player than college player. I, I mean, whatever, you know, float your boat. If you want a, a rebounder, defender. You can go Vanderbilt. We don't really know how good Vanderbilt is, though. That's the thing. We need to see more from him. This is one G League game, but, man, he looked great. He looked great. Yeah. I'm trying not to get carried away, and I think I am getting carried away. So well, pour, pour some cold water on it. It's me. easy when he just has racks up like 12, 13 rebounds in 18 minutes. Um, he's got a nose for the ball. He was everywhere tonight. I think you guys can go watch the replay of that game on ESPN+. Plus. I think it airs there if you are – subscribe to that service. Well, anyways, that's not the topic of tonight's show. Uh, We're talking about Anthony Davis. We had to do a podcast on this and really just look at the Anthony Davis trade demands, what some potential offers are out there throughout the rest of the league. Could the Nuggets get involved and everything of that sort. But I think I wanted to open this up with, you know, Anthony Davis makes the trade demand Monday morning Nice little Monday morning news drop at the beginning of the week. Seemed super convenient for Davis's camp to get that out there at the beginning of the week and really get it front and center in the media cycle. Is that how you saw that when you saw that news and that alert come through Monday morning? Yeah, when I saw that alert come through at like 5 a.m., I was actually up. Don't ask me why. but I guess Rich Paul operates on East Coast time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Even oh, though he's man. out in L.A.? <laughs> yeah, you must have been on East Coast time there. I mean, what I thought when I saw that alert from Woj was they had this in the works for months, right? I mean, I, I almost feel like they knew that was the day that they were going to you know, leak to Woj that, that Anthony Davis wasn't going to resign and make all that public. It, it just felt like a, a plan that it, that'd been in the works for weeks and months. I mean, this was kind of something that it felt sort of inevitable whenever Anthony Davis signed with, with Rich Paul that he was not going to be in New Orleans for long, that he's probably going to have eyes for L.A. And it wasn't surprising at all, to be honest. It wasn't surprising, and I agree with you. It was pretty well orchestrated. I'm a little perplexed at why they didn't get the news out there maybe a week or two sooner, though. I mean, we've got eight days until the trade deadline. And in my opinion and how I read this situation, them putting this out there was a direct power play to get Anthony Davis to the Lakers. And the best chance that the Lakers have at getting Anthony Davis is by trading for him before the trade deadline. So from how I saw this thing, it was to speed up this process and potentially get Davis there and put the pressure on the Lakers to try to trade for Anthony Davis uh, before the trade deadline. So I don't know, maybe if they had another couple weeks to work with, it would have given the Lakers a better chance to go back and forth with New Orleans and get all the offers out on the table and work through that process rather than only having, you know, eight, nine days, because once it gets to the summer and we'll talk about this in a little bit, but it's really like open bidding season. Once we get to July 1st, I mean, uh, eight, nine days, that, that seems like more than enough time for me. And, you know, rich, 
Rich Paul and LeBron have to be telling the Lakers, especially after they missed out on Paul George's summer, like, let's not mess around at all. Like, well, that's what I'm saying. That's why the seven, eight days, maybe not enough time for the Lakers because they haven't really shown the ability in the past to get a lot done in the trade market, I'd say, whether it's been for Paul George or Kawhi Leonard. They've kind of struggled in putting together good enough packages to get those guys. So, I mean, if I'm Rich Paul, I'm a little concerned that the Lakers aren't going to be able to get it done. I mean, they, they just have to know they've got to put all their chips on the table. Um, and, you know, even all their chips on the table don't look that great, to be honest with you. I mean, I wouldn't be that excited about a Brandon Ingram, you know, Lonzo Ball and a pick. Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball, and Kyle Kuzma or something like that. I mean, that's okay. I I wouldn't love that if I was New Orleans. But I mean, I, I got to think that the Lakers are are gonna make all of that available. I mean, they're gonna do everything they can to get Anthony Davis because once you have Anthony Davis and LeBron, then I mean, guys are just gonna want to play there. Right. The pieces filling around that. So let's go down through a couple of the teams here who we thought would be in on Anthony Davis, the Lakers, the Knicks, the Celtics, a couple reports out there that the Raptors and Bucks want him. Let's run through all those teams, starting with the Lakers, because that's probably the most likely destination, I still think. Even though I do believe this will leak into the summer and uh, he'll ultimately be traded after July 1st. Um, But... From the Lakers' perspective, you just said it. I mean, you've got to throw in everybody. You've got to throw in Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball, Kyle Kuzma, Josh Hart, multiple first-round picks. Pretty much let New Orleans name their price, correct? Oh, yeah. No no question about it. I mean, you've got that offer. You've got the Knicks offer, potentially. You've got the Celtics, the Raptors, the Bucks. Which one of those, if you're the Pelicans is the most enticing offer to you? You know, I, I think there are two deals I almost like more than what the Lakers are putting on the table. Um, number one, if you could hit the Knicks up and they would be willing to part with Kristaps Porzingis and their number one overall pick this year, I don't know if New York would do that. Like, they're finally successfully tanking for the first time in franchise history instead of going to end up with, like, the 10th pick or something like that. They've just figured out how to tank. So I don't know if they want to actually give away that pick, but I mean, that's what I would be looking for. Um, you know, I think that Toronto could make a pretty decent offer with Pascal Siakam, OG Ananobi, Jonas Valanciunas in there, DeLon Wright. Honestly, I think that's better than what the Lakers could offer. And if you want to wait till the summer, which honestly I would probably do if I was Del Dempsey and the New Orleans Pelicans, just tell Anthony Davis, go cool out in Los Angeles we're going to play the rest yeah, of the season to, without you. Go to your Malibu home and just cool out. Yeah, man. I like that. Well, I mean, we don't want you. Like, all right, that's fine. Just go hang out in Los Angeles. You can be away from the team. And we're just going to wait until July 1st, and we can really negotiate with the Boston Celtics. Uh, we, we know that they can't really make a deal with them unless the Celtics want to include Kyrie Irving, which they're not going to do um, because of that, that clause in the CBA that you can't trade for two designated players. Right. The best trade in my mind, the best potential trade package and trade haul for the Pelicans is the Knicks. And I think if you're the Pelicans, you try to drag this out right past the draft lottery. You see what type of pick the Knicks end up with. And if it's that number one pick, you go to Steve Mills or Scott Perry, whoever's running the show there, and you say, okay, Chris Porzingis and that number one pick, and 
will make the salaries work otherwise, and we'll get that package for Anthony Davis. It's the best package in my mind. You have a really nice building block in Porzingis. I know he's been a little injury prone. And then you have Zion, who, I mean, that's really probably the best individual asset pick prospect that you could wind up with in an Anthony Davis trade. I mean, how crazy is it that the Knicks are in this conversation with all the dysfunction there, with how bad that franchise has operated for the last decade, that suddenly they're in this Anthony Davis conversation? I can't quite believe it. Yeah. Oh, it's wild, man. I mean, I think the Pelicans have to wait. I really do, because the Celtics are going to still be willing to offer you a great package this summer. I mean, you've always got that on the table pretty much. And I think you can hit up whatever team has the number one pick and right. see if they'll just do like Anthony Davis for Zion. I yeah. mean, Zion, I think, is going to be a sure thing. I mean, a lot of people who follow the draft closely say that Zion is the safest prospect since Anthony Davis, ironically enough. I mean, I think Zion is... Safer than Doncic? Wow. I, I think Zion is safer than Doncic. The numbers that guy is putting up in ACC play, he's shooting like 75% on two-pointers or something like that. Yeah. I mean, just add shooters around that guy and, and you're gold. Yeah, I don't think he's safer than Doncic, but I think he's pretty safe. I think he's clearly the number one pick. The Knicks, yeah, I just can't believe the Knicks are in this conversation here. So that's the best package in my mind. That's the package the Pelicans should be looking for. And I agree. I think you wait until the draft lottery, see how that sorts out. If the Knicks get the number one pick, boom. I think that's the trade you make. I think the Knicks would do that too. I know you brought that up a couple minutes ago. Maybe they want to hold on to that number one pick. No, this is the Knicks. We know they've been waiting for a superstar like this to be available and want to come to New York, which it seems like Anthony Davis does for decades. I don't think they'd pass that up. You know, the Chicago Bulls, I'd say there's a pretty good chance to get the number one overall pick. I mm-hmm. think they're going to be one of those bottom three teams. Each one of those bottom three teams has a 14% chance, so I guess not a very good chance. But I think there's like a 14% chance the Chicago Bulls get the number one pick. I would definitely, you know, if, if they did, just ask Chicago, like, hey, you know, the finisher and the number one overall pick for Anthony Davis. I mean, it doesn't seem like they have the greatest management. I bet they would go for that. <laughs> I hope their management would be at least in tune enough with the media cycle to read the report that came out a couple days ago that Anthony Davis has zero interest in playing in his hometown of Chicago. (laughs) I hope they would have at least seen that report uh, grace across their desk. I hope one of their assistants would have typed up a little memo to them, put it on Gar Foreman and John Paxson's desk and said, Note, Anthony Davis has zero interest in playing here. Harrison, this is a franchise that just gave Jim Boylan an extension and a raise. See, that's the thing if you're the Bulls, if you're the Raptors, if you're the Bucks, even if you're the Celtics, I think, to an extent. The Lakers and the Knicks are the only two teams that Rich Paul has come out and said, well, not technically Rich Paul, but we know where the direction is coming from. The only two teams that have come out and uh, or that have been named as destinations where Davis wants to play. Everywhere else, you've got to be worried about him being a one-year rental. And I think that argument applies to Denver as well. Even with Boston, and I guess that's the next team we should get to, come July 1st, man, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, a future pick or two. They have the Memphis pick, which might not convey this year. They got a couple other picks hanging out there. The Sacramento Kings pick, which does not look as good as it once did. But that's a really attractive package too, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. And I think Danny Ainge would be crazy enough to talk himself being 
talk himself into being able to keep Anthony Davis there in a one-year recruitment type thing, a la Kawhi Leonard, even if you know the reports have already surfaced that Davis doesn't want to be there long-term. I think Danny Ainge could talk himself into that. So I think that's like the mindset you've got to operate with. If you're one of these other teams, you've got to think that you can convince him to stay there. Yeah, I mean, if, if Boston can't convince him to stay, then, then who can? <laughs> I mean, that'd be a great situation for him. Um, so, And Boston has been after Anthony Davis for years, right? How many reports, how many Brian Windhorse anecdotes and Jackie McMullen anecdotes have we heard about Boston wanting Anthony Davis over the last three seasons? Well, Jason Tatum, Jalen Browns, and Marcus Smart's salaries add up to exactly what Anthony Davis makes. I don't think that, that that wasn't intentional. I mean, it's been reported, <laughs> or it was intentional. I mean, that was intentional. Yeah. I mean, how could that be intentional? They drafted Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Well, they re-upped with Marcus Smart this summer. Oh, to, okay. And they All made right. the the math work like that. Okay. Yeah, that's fascinating. So I guess that'd be the package. Uh, I mean, a, a perspective package. I guess it depends if they want Marcus Smart in there. So the Raptors, I guess the deal would be like a Siakam. OG Ananobi, DeLon Wright package. Yeah, maybe like Valanciunas too. Yeah, that doesn't excite me. You know, I think for New Orleans, they have to nail this. Like, this this franchise, you know, needs to be competitive. They need to be watchable. They can't really miss any beats because, look, they're, they're 25th in attendance and they have Anthony Davis on their team. Like, imagine what happens if you, you send Anthony Davis away and you really bought him out. Like, you're going to be dead last in attendance by a lot. Um, you know, this is a franchise that's in the 51st biggest media market in the United States. I mean, I don't want to say, like, the Pelicans are in risk of getting relocated or something like that, but it's just something you got to at least consider. It is. And all these packages we've named, you could get some really nice players in return, I'm not sure if any of them move that needle from, okay, nobody's watching us to, all right, we're at least in this you know, middle ground of like NBA attendance and you know, watchability and just Q score. I'm not sure any of those guys move the needle. So I'm wondering if New Orleans is screwed either way. I mean, they really might be. That It's just not, it's probably just not a place that should have a professional basketball team. It shouldn't. I've been down there for a game. There's no New Orleans Pelicans fans in New Orleans. It's all Saints fans. It's all LSU fans. It's a football state. There probably shouldn't be a team there, you know, but there is. So I I think what I'm interested to do here, and this would be a good exercise, I think we should rank every asset that's available out there, maybe like the top five, because in my mind, that's what New Orleans has to be looking at. What's the package we can get in return that has the best asset or the best two assets. I mean, do you think the Zion, if that's the number one pick, the Zion Williamson factor, is that the number one asset that they could get back? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I I am so high on Zion, man. I mean, I I really think that there, like, I think there's like a 99% chance that guy's an all-star and makes an NBA, all NBA NBA team one day. Jesus. (laughs) All right. Yeah. He's unreal. (laughs) All right, so Zion, number one. I mean, what's number two here? Is it Tatum? Yeah, the, the Boston the Boston package. Yeah, but if we're just talking about 
just one piece oh, okay. of each package. So we've got Zion is just the number one thing that's floating out there. Is Tatum two? Well, that is, yeah, Tatum's number two if you're not including Ben Simmons in this discussion. Yeah. I don't think we should include Ben Simmons. I don't, I don't, just don't see that happening. Yeah, I mean, I he's don't represented see, by Rich Paul, right. too. Like I don't see Paul, one clutch swap. client getting traded for another clutch client. <laughs> I think that speaks volumes about how this league is being run right now. But anyway, <laughs> uh, so Tatum 2 is, what's three on that list? Is it Chris Stapps? Is Chris Stapps 2? Uh, he's, I mean, I don't think he's a better asset than uh, Tatum. Probably, he's probably 3, though. Ahead of Siakam? Oof, I mean, Siakam a borderline all-star this year. I'd like Siakam, man. I do too. I, I might have Siakam above Chris Stapps. Chris Stapps, a little injury prone, little injury prone, seven foot three big man. Probably not going to be the model of clean health throughout the rest of his career. Yeah, I mean, I'm not that high in Chris Stapps at all, to be honest with mm-hmm. you. Um, I mean, the guy just doesn't pass the ball. He doesn't make any of his teammates better or anything like that, but... I would probably Kinda still like have him like <laughs> Anthony Davis. Oh wow! <laughs> Stop it. I, I would probably still have Kristaps like a little bit above Siakam, but not by much. It's close for me. Okay, so I'd probably go Zion, Tatum, Siakam, Kristaps, and then next on that list, that's where it really gets muddy. That's when it really gets muddy. But I think those are the four, and probably how I would rank the packages too. The Zion package, obviously, at the top if they have the first and third or first and fourth best pieces that New Orleans could get. Then you've got the Celtics, and then you got the Raptors. The funny thing and the thing we just kind of came to is that the Lakers package isn't great. No. The Lakers package sucks. That's why you got to tell Anthony Davis, relax until the summer. We're going to try to trade you for Zion, and if we can't do that, then we're just going to trade you to Boston. That's Mm -hmm. what you do. And it's funny because the LeBron James injury – This really gave the opening, I think, for these young pieces to be on display. And if you really want to put on your tin hat, Christian, can say that LeBron James, he could have come back a while ago, but he really held out so these young players could put their talents on display in case any random trade demand would have come down the line here over the month of January. Hasn't gone great. (laughs) Right. It's backfired, really. Those guys, their values haven't gone up. They've actually gone down. So, I mean, if that was the plan, it completely backfired. How are you feeling about Lonzo? I mean, we've both been, like, big fans of Lonzo. Are, are you getting worried at all that, you know, he's, he's injured, like, every other week? He's shooting 40% on free throws. He gets to the yeah. line one time a game. I'm a little bit worried. I'm definitely not as high on him as I was last year and at the draft. But my thing with Lonzo has always been he's got to be playing around other really good players, right? And I do think he's a good fit with LeBron. I do think those two guys can play together while mainly Ingram is a questionable fit with LeBron. I think Lonzo can be a good fit with LeBron, as can Kuzma, and you know Josh Hart, just more of a role player anyway. So I'm a little lower on him for sure. The injuries are concerning. And the thing is, though, I always felt like he had to be around good players. And I thought that would eventually happen in L.A. And if he does stay in L.A., I still think that will eventually happen. So that's kind of what has got to happen, I think, for him to get back to that level we thought he could be at. Yeah, I mean, I love playmaking as much as anybody. Um, I think Lonzo's a good defender. 
but if your point guard shooting 40% on free throws, then he's scared to get fouled, then uh, there's, there's just a ceiling on how good he can be. Mm-hmm. So right now, we will get to the Nuggets aspect of this in a second, but where do you think Anthony Davis goes? If you had to make a pick right now out of any of these teams we named or maybe a dark horse team. Uh, it pains me to say it, but I, I think I think they're just going to take the poo-poo platter from the Lakers. You think they're going to be forced into that, bullied into that by Rich Paul and just take the Lakers crap? Yeah, I think they're taking the poo-poo platter. What do you think? I think he's going to the Lakers too. I just think the writing's on the wall and there's a lot of tampering going on. There's a lot of shady stuff going on, but I'm not sure what the league can really do about it. I don't think Adam Silver is going to veto a trade from New Orleans to the Lakers like his predecessor did. I don't think he's in position to do that. They just let LeBron walk into the game with a glass of wine. Of course they're not doing anything about it. (laughs) Good call. Yeah, I think he's going to the Lakers. That's where he wants to be. That's uh, where I think he's going to wind up. That's where his camp wants him to be. And I don't know. I wonder if the NBA wants him to be there too. All right, let's hit a break real quick. We'll talk about this from a Nuggets perspective. If the Nuggets could get involved here, because we just laid out all those packages. I think there's a scenario where the Nuggets could top all those packages, as funny as it sounds. We'll get into that on the other side. We'll be right back. Dr. Rick and his team at Belmar Chiropractic focus on getting to the root cause of your problem instead of chasing symptoms. The results have been like above and beyond anything I could have ever expected. My pain is completely gone, full of energy, even throughout my entire pregnancy. He was able to adjust me and it sounds crazy to say, but like no back pain throughout my whole pregnancy. That was just really amazing. It's better than anything I could have expected for sure. That was Caitlin. Like her, many people who had looked everywhere and tried everything finally found relief and healing at Belmar Chiropractic. It makes you feel really comfortable because he always tells you what he's doing before he actually does it. So I always felt really, really comfortable and they're all so warm and welcoming as well, which is always great. Dr. Rick can help decrease anxiety and depression, reduce stress, improve mental focus and clarity, provide better quality of sleep, boost your immune system, and so much more. He's definitely the most knowledgeable chiropractor I've ever been to, and I've actually have recommended him to many, many of my friends and coworkers. Give Belmar Chiropractic a call today at 303-233-1236. Welcome back to the BSN Nuggets podcast presented by Total Beverage. So let's talk about Anthony Davis from a Nuggets perspective. We just laid out all those packages that teams could offer up New Orleans for Davis. I think we're all we're both in agreement that the Knicks package, as crazy as that sounds, that the Knicks are in this thing with all the dysfunction in New York and how terribly that franchise has been run for the last two decades, that they're in a position to potentially get Anthony Davis. That package seems like the most enticing to me if I was New Orleans. Probably then the Celtics, then the Raptors, then maybe the Lakers there. We both think he's going to the Lakers. Let us know what you guys think. 1-800-BSN-8394 is the Total Beverage Fan Hotline. Give us a call. Leave us a message. Leave us a take. Let us know what you think about this discussion here. 1-800-BSN-8394. We'll play your responses on Thursday or Friday's show here. What could the Nuggets offer up? What do you think is a potential package that Denver could put into play here if they did want to try to pursue Anthony Davis? Ooh. 
Um, so it's it's got to be centered around Jamal Murray, right? Jamal Jamal Murray's got to be, you know, the key chip um, sending to New Orleans. Um, probably Jamal Murray, Malik Beasley, um, someone who could develop into you know a good starting shooting guard down the road. Michael Porter Jr. in the first. Yeah, that's what I was thinking the trade would be. You have Millsap in there for the salary purposes. Jamal Murray's your one big chip. Michael Porter is another big chip. And then like guy like Malik Beasley. And if you plug those guys into the trade machine, you get back Anthony Davis, Nikola Mirotich, and Etuan Moore. Two guys along with Davis who could come in and really round out your rotation nicely. That's I mean, a hell of a package if you're New Orleans, too. Right. That's a hell of a package. And, you know, I think that's a better package than anything that's out on the table there, depending on what you think about Michael Porter Jr. Um, it's definitely a package that, if offered, right, you'd have to at least think about if you're New Orleans. And if I'm Denver, I'm not sure I'm even offering that package for Anthony Davis. That seems like a ton, to be quite honest. Murray, Porter, Beasley... I mean, it's just too much, I think, especially if you're looking at Davis on the contract he's on. So I don't think Denver would even think about offering that, to be honest. I think their real offer, if they were to make one, would be way more dumbed down. You know, maybe Millsap for the salary purposes, a future pick, maybe Jamal Murray. Yeah, I mean, it allows you to be competitive in the present and be a pretty interesting team in the future. I mean, Drew Holiday, Jamal Murray backcourt. Heck yeah, it signed me up to watch that. Um, you know, Paul Millsap in there. Paul Millsap is still a really productive player. If you're the Nuggets, do you offer something for Anthony Davis? Do you make a call and gauge what a package would look like that New Orleans wants? Do you at least inquire? Is this something that piques your interest if you're Tim Connolly and the Nuggets? Do you pursue this from any level? Do you pursue it in terms of going all the way and making an actual offer? Or do you pursue it in just inquiring with a phone call? What's your level of interest in getting involved in a deal like this if you're Denver? Yeah, I mean, you, you see if they want Malik Beasley, Trey Lyles in a first. <laughs> and then when they say no, then what happens? Oh, yeah, I mean, see if they do that. I mean, see if New Orleans w- would send Anthony Davis for the package we just outlined. And I would have to imagine yes, right? I think they'd really think about it. So if if you're the Nuggets, you would do that deal. No, no, I wouldn't do <laughs> okay. it. I'm just I'm just seeing like what what the options are. I mean, okay. I would not do that deal if I was the Nuggets. I don't think because I, I just think there's too big of a risk that Anthony Davis leaves after one and a half seasons here, however much it is, and you know either goes to Boston or, or goes to L.A. Um, I mean, I I just want to see it through with what the Nuggets have. I, I want to see. Jamal Murray, Nicole Jokic, and Gary Harris do their thing for the next four or five years. I, I think, I really do think if those are your three best guys and some of these role players hit, then this is a team that has the talent to get to the NBA Finals. Right. And I agree with you. I think the Nuggets have to look at it from the perspective that Anthony Davis is a one-year rental. The same way that the Raptors would look at him, the same way the Celtics would potentially look at them, although they would be pretty confident they could lock them into a long-term deal. Any team that's not the Lakers and the Knicks, the two teams that have been leaked as his preferred destinations, everybody else has got to operate under the premise that they're getting Anthony Davis as a one-year rental. And for a team like Denver, I'm just not sure if it's worth it. And look, I, Anthony Davis 
he's probably even a little underrated possibly right now. I mean, this would be like trading for Kareem Abdul-Jabbar in his prime, right? I mean, Anthony Davis is probably going to go down as like a top 15 player of all time, maybe top 10 player of all time. The numbers he's putting up are just stupid. I mean, 29 points a game, 13 and a half rebounds, four and a half assists, two and a half blocks per game. He can shoot from three, shoots over 50% from the field. He's like a top five player in the league. And if you're a lot of teams in the league, you don't pass up the opportunity to go get a guy like that. But Denver is in such a special situation, I feel like, where they're obviously playing great and they don't want to do anything to mess that up this year. But they also have a foundation where they're built for sustained success. And that's something that some of those other teams that could inquire about Anthony Davis for a one-year rental don't have. They don't have that foundation in place. But still, it's tough because you look at Anthony Davis and you go, wow, him and Nikola Jokic together? That's two top 10 players. That's a championship foundation. If those two pop together, we already know everybody in the league wants to come play with Nikola Jokic. People would probably be taking discounts to come play with Anthony Davis and Nikola Jokic. I mean, that's a tantalizing prospect too. But I think when just looking at this whole thing, I just don't see a deal here for Denver. I really don't. I just don't see a deal coming together that makes sense for both sides. You look at one thing that this Nuggets team needs the most. I mean, it's either, I would say, a rim protector or better perimeter defense. And those things are kind of related. But if you get Anthony Davis, I mean, you're just good on rim protection. That That's a guy who can, you know, kind of cover for Nikola Jokic. I mean, in ways that, you know, Paul Millsap is not even remotely capable of. And Paul Millsap is an ex- excellent, like, I'm going to cover for you on the defensive end guy. Um, I mean, I think those guys would be excellent together, obviously, on the offensive end. I think Jokic could, can make it work with almost anybody. I mean, mm-hmm. he's just that gifted. So... I mean, that, that's a scary combination. It's a scary combination. Just just look at the numbers, how good, you know, Jokic and Paul Millsap have, have been this this last year and a half or so. And, I mean, Anthony Davis and Jokic, that much better. The big question I have about Anthony Davis, and we've talked about this a little on this podcast, he's putting up these unbelievable numbers. How the heck is New Orleans this bad, though? That's what it always comes back to with me. How is he this top five player? How do they have him and Drew Holiday and Miritich and Randall, Etwan Moore? And how are they this bad? How are they so bad on defense? How are they a bottom 10 defense? And how are they a poor defense with Anthony Davis on the floor? With him and Drew Holiday? I know they don't have a ton of defenders around him, but you know, somehow the Nuggets have managed to craft a top 10 defense this year with Nikola Jokic. And I don't think you can look at both rosters and say Denver has a ton of better defensive options than New Orleans. Why isn't New Orleans better? And, I mean, does it say something about Davis that maybe he might put up these stats, but he doesn't really make his teammates better? And maybe it's kind of some empty numbers that he's putting up. Well, last year absolutely was an instance when Boogie Cousins went down of Anthony Davis saying, everybody get in my back. Like, we're going to make this run to the playoffs. I mean, he did everything you want out of your best player for a franchise. This year has been a different story. Davis is still putting up monster numbers, but it's it's hard to tell what effect, you know, when everybody in the room knows that your best player kind of has one foot out in the door. I mean, I don't know. And I also think part of it, too, might be he's not a lead ball handler. And, you know, he's not, like, the fulcrum of their offense, like, from a, a playmaking standpoint. Like, he's a pretty good passer, but 
he's not like the guy that everything runs through in your offense. And I wonder if that kind of limits him in, in some ways. Well, yeah, he's not Nikola Jokic. He's an ISO guy. Yeah. He's a one-on-one guy. He's a scorer. He's a true scorer in every sense of the world. He can score from the three-point line. He can take his man to the cup. He can take his man in the post. He's a three-level scorer. He's incredibly gifted in that manner. I don't know if the prospects of him leaving weighed on his teammates because he really was being a good citizen for New Orleans up until this trade demand. Like It was kind of looming in the background, but it seemed like he was still playing really hard. He had gone on record multiple times saying he wanted to see it out in New Orleans and try to make the playoffs this year. It seemed like everything was positive there you know, until this trade demand came out on Monday. So I don't know how much of that there was, but again, I'm not in that locker room. I don't know. I don't know how the players viewed it. Um, but I mean, what I just keep coming back to is I just feel like New Orleans should be better than they are. I mean, how are they under 500? How have they only won, what, one playoff series with him there. And they've had some okay teams. I'm not going to say that they've done a good job building around him because they haven't. They've taken a win-now approach. They've dolled out money for some terrible contracts. But I just feel like they should have been better than this over the last six-plus years. Yeah, I think it's a fair question. I mean, if you if you switch Nicole Jokic and Anthony Davis at the start of the season – I feel pretty confident in saying that the Pelicans would have more wins than they do now. For and sure. I, I don't know if, if the Nuggets would have as many wins as they do now if Anthony Davis was in Nicole Jokic's place. I'm, I'm skeptical. Mm-hmm. I think the Pelicans would definitely be better. And yeah, I don't think the Nuggets would be this good for sure with Anthony Davis instead of Nicole Jokic. So how do the Nuggets operate here? Being familiar, I think, with how Tim Connolly acts and situations like this nuggets will definitely call oh they will call they probably already called he knows Dill dumps too pretty right. well tim Connolly was an assistant gm in new orleans before he was hired in denver back in 2013 i know him and Dell dump still have a really healthy relationship so i'm sure if anybody in the league is going to know what the asking price is going to be on anthony davis it's going to be tim Connolly. the nuggets are going to have great intel on what new orleans wants if it's young players, if it's picks, if it's veterans to win now, Tim Connolly is going to know maybe more than any other GM in the league, not named Magic Johnson and Rob Palenka, because they they probably have a direct line like into the speaker in the New Orleans Pelicans conference room right now. Rich, Rich, what's up, man? <laughs> right, Rich Paul living in the Pelicans facility at this point. Yeah, Rich Paul and Magic might be having a nice glass of vino right now. Who knows? Yeah, or in L.A. So, I mean, what does Denver ultimately do here? Like I said, I think they call. I think they gauge what New Orleans is looking for. I don't believe it will get serious, though. I do think Denver wants to see this thing out. I do think Denver looks at what they've done this season, goes, wow, we've had a great season. We've got a great foundation. We could have a great team, a great core. We could have this iteration of our roster for three, four years. And we still don't really know how good we are because we haven't had our starting lineup here since game two of the regular season. We don't know what Michael Porter is going to give us. And I know Denver is extremely excited about what he could give them that next year. 
And I think they just look at this thing and say, we've built such a rock-solid chemistry. We have such a rock-solid group. I mean, Christian, does Anthony Davis even know how to play spike ball? <laughs> uh, I don't think it would take him long to figure that one out. Him and Jokic would be a pretty good spike ball team, though. They might win the spike ball world championship if such a thing exists. That's like 15 feet of... No, that's like 30 feet of limbs. I, I, I just think Denver looks at this thing and goes, I don't think we want to veer off course at this current moment. Maybe if Anthony Davis became available two years ago, Denver definitely tries like heck to get him, maybe even last year. But with the promise that this team has right now and the upward trajectory they're going, I just can't see Denver throwing all their chips to make a franchise-altering move like this for a one-year rental. And that's what it comes down to me in my mind. Uh, the fact that Anthony Davis has made it known he wants to go to L.A. or New York, I'm pretty confident he'd be a one-year rental here. I, As good as Denver could be this season, they could make a run to the Western Conference Finals. I just can't see Anthony Davis wanting to re-sign here even after next year. And it, even if you bring in Anthony Davis, I mean, I, definitely a team that, that could get to the Western Conference Finals, but... Even with Anthony Davis and Jokic, as ridiculous as that front court is, I don't think anybody's beating the Golden State Warriors. Even with Anthony Davis and Jokic. Right. Well, this would be next year, though. That's the thing. Right. Right. And then you got AD in a contract year, and you know you're hoping that one of those Warriors guys leaves, which eh, there's a pretty good chance. But right. But they still could have Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, and Demarcus Cousins. Yeah. I mean, I I would just see it out as is. I mean, I, I think if the Nuggets just stay the course, keep the roster pretty much as is, I, I think there's a, a really good chance. I mean, a pretty good chance they, they go to a final sometime in the next five years. If Denver got good intel that Anthony Davis says, yeah, I would definitely re-sign here if you know, we're good. And even if he says that, it'd be tough to take him at his word, right? Because who knows what could happen a year from this summer. I just think that's what it comes down to if you're Denver. It's too much. It's too much of a switch in direction to go for a one-year rental. And I think that's just what uh, what they'll ultimately think. I think that's how the line of thinking would go from a Nuggets perspective. All right, before we move on, got to tell you guys about Total Beverage one more time. What if I told you you could order liquor on your mobile app and have it delivered to you the same day? and save money doing it. Well, with Total Beverage, that's exactly what you can do. Total Beverage is delivering to most of the metro area now from Wheat Ridge to Erie. They got the lowest prices in the state as well. Plus, they're locally owned and operated, so you're helping out the local guy. For a limited time, Total Beverage is offering $10 off a $50 purchase or more on their website and app if you use the promo code BSN10. So again, download the Total Beverage app and use promo code BSN10 for $10 off your next delivery order. That's BSN 10 on the Total Beverage app on your next liquor delivery order. All right, so the Nuggets host Houston on Friday. They're in New Orleans on Wednesday. Maybe we get the starting lineup back Friday against the Rockets. We haven't seen it since the second game of the season. What a way that would be to bring it back on national TV against the Rockets, against the Nuggets' nemesis, against their kryptonite. Maybe the starting lineup pops and they beat Houston. What chances would you get that of happening? Ooh, I don't know. 40%? 40, that's high. I'll take that. What are the Nuggets at home? The best in the league. 22 and 4, I think, yeah. They're, they're hard to beat at home. I don't know. One of those losses is to the Rockets already. Yeah. Oh, man. I mean, Chris Paul's back. Hasn't 
he, I mean, he didn't look that great tonight or anything. I think he's still kind of kind of shaking off the rust. Is Kenneth Freed going to start at center for them on Friday? I believe so. So no Clint Capella? I don't know. I, I actually kind of like that in Denver's favor now if there's no Clint Capella. He, he gives them issues. If it's Freed, I mean, Freed's been really good for them. but well, he's, been, he, he's been really good at catching lobs and diving to the rim and giving energy, and I put energy in air quotes there because we all know that type of energy that Kenneth Freed brings. Sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad. Well, yeah, I mean, he moves around in the defensive end, but he's not great back there. I mean, we, we saw that game versus Philly when Joel Embiid did whatever he wanted, but I, Kenneth Freed's been good for them. He's been great. Yeah. I, I thought he was going to be good, and he's yeah. been great. He's done exactly what they've needed him to do. Yeah, he's been good for them, but, you know, if he's trying to check Jokic down low and it's him and Nene, then I kind of like Jokic's chances just go nuts. I think the Nuggets could get the Rockets in this game here. Because I think the Rockets are sliding. I'm not sure how much longer Harden can keep this up. They lost to New Orleans here tonight. We're recording this Tuesday evening. They lost to an Anthony Davis-less New Orleans team without Nikola Mirotic, without Alfred Payton, without Etwan Moore, who was resting tonight. So he might be on the move soon. But they lost to that New Orleans team. Harden had a bad night. Still had 37 points, but was 11 of 32 from the field. 6 of 18 from three. So it's going to be interesting. I think the Nuggets should take some film from this New Orleans game. Look how the Pelicans defended him. They doubled him a lot. They really focused on him a lot. Tried to make other guys beat them. Kind of as Denver did earlier this season in Houston. But, you know, that's when Eric Gordon and uh, P.J. Tucker and James, or, or not James Jones, uh, Gerald Green didn't miss from three. So maybe Denver has that same strategy again. All right, I think that's all the time we've got for today. As always, we appreciate you guys listening. If you've got a second, head on over to iTunes, drop us a quick five-star review. We really appreciate it more than you guys know. And with that, we'll be back with another episode soon. Talk to you guys then. Hey, BSN Denver listeners. We're really excited to tell you about some game-changing coffee. Strava Craft is the CBD-enriched coffee that has really changed lives. Their reviews are incredible. Make sure you check them out today. This CBD-infused coffee has taken away long-term migraines, back pain, arthritis, IBS, and has helped decrease anxiety. You name it. CBD is all natural. It's also not psychoactive, and the coffee is rich and tasty. We could not recommend it anymore to our listeners. Check it out for yourself today and receive 20% off when you use the promo code BSN2010 at checkout. That's promo code BSN2018 to get your StravaCraft coffee for 20% off and shipped straight to your door.